0: Hey, I'm Melissa the host of the Discovering Me podcast. The Discovering Me podcast is the safe place you've been searching for. It's here where we're gonna have real conversations about real issues that Christian single women are facing in and outside of the four walls of church. Topics that for lack of better words the church calls taboo. From spirituality to sexuality we're gonna talk about it all. After all Discovering myself meant getting to know who I was as a person in my mind, body, and my spirit. It meant facing my fears, addressing my past, acknowledging my discomforts, and rebuilding the way I saw myself. Honestly, the journey has not been easy, but I can say it truly has been worth it. So I dare you. Join me on this journey of discovering who you really are. Let's come out from hiding behind the mask of our ministries and Instagram profiles, And let's allow ourselves to be honest, authentic, and relevant. It's time for us to heal from our past, pursue our God-given purpose, and discover how to love ourselves from the inside out. Good evening, good evening, everybody. Welcome to my first live podcast. I'm so excited that you have uh, come and you're joining me on this momentous day for me, um, Yeah, this is such an amazing day, and I'm so honored that you guys have decided to join uh, Pastor Jennifer Lewin and myself on this journey. Uh, This topic that we're we're talking about tonight for the first podcast uh, is one that is near and dear to my heart, and I am I'm 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 so excited that we can meet and discuss this topic. So tonight. Uh, For our first live podcast, we are talking about uh, pregnancy and infancy loss. And it's important to me, if you know anything about my testimony, is because 10 years ago, I actually suffered my own miscarriage. And the journey to becoming who I am today was a process from that miscarriage. And that miscarriage shifted a lot of things in my life. And one of the things that uh, was important to me was it It was it was interesting that it wasn't until I went through the process that I realized that there were so many other women that had also gone through um, the loss of a child. I wasn't you know, I grew up with three brothers and so um, I have no sisters and it wasn't something that I was aware of or knew much about. But tonight I really want to um, give a voice to those who else who also have lost. the law has had a loss of a child due to any sort of pregnancy complications so welcome guys thank you for joining us um i love comments so please talk in the chat um we're going to be addressing comments tonight we're going to be doing questions tonight with uh pastor jennifer and yeah so tell everyone we're on uh tell them from instagram tell them from facebook tell them we're on youtube we are um on youtube live on the discover me podcast and on Facebook Live through the through Single, Me, through Single Eyes page. That's what happens when you have so many pages. Um, so come join us. And let's talk about this subject that um, it's important. You know, when I saw this email, I got an email um, just saying that this month is um, Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. And when I got the email, I knew it was something that God was basically giving his stamp of approval to talk about Uh, because I knew one of the things that I had said to myself was if I ever had the opportunity to address this topic, I would, because I feel like we suffer. There's so many people who suffer and they do it in such silence. And oftentimes people don't, they don't know what to say. And women are typically, you know, they feel alone going through this. And I wanted to be able to say, Hey, you are not alone. You do not have to do this by yourself. So thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for coming alongside of us. You know, there's there's so many things that happens with um, the loss of a loved one, and honestly, it doesn't matter whether you are six weeks or 21, 26 weeks. It's it's the same feeling. It's the same loss. You know, I don't know if you remember when when you get when, you, when the moment you find out you're pregnant. You know, you start to hope and dream for this baby. You think about the college that they'll attend. You think about, you know, their first steps. You think about all these things. Uh, if you were anything like me, I started registering everywhere. I was registering on all kinds of stuff because I was so excited. And so you have this fantasy in your mind of what you're going, of what this child is going to be like. And then, in one moment, you go from this excitement and this joy to this numbness and feelings of guilt and anger and grief. And the thing about the, you know, the loss of a pregnancy is that it's not only just a physical reminder, but there are emotional reminders that affect us. And I really believe there are so many women that are still dealing with the, the the emotional reminders of the loss of their child. And, these emotional reminders cause you to, uh, for a lot of people, they halt, like they don't, they don't want to do anything. And one of the things for me was I, I gave up. I went, I was, I was depressed for a very long period of time. Um, I was working in real estate. I wouldn't go to work. I would just sit on the couch. I was basically just, I, I was just very immobile because I didn't know what to do with myself. And the, just the various feelings from anger to guilt, um, grief, um, you know, when you when you look at it, there are times where, as a woman, you feel you feel like you have one job, and your one job is to, you know, uh, reproduce. And when you have a miscarriage, you feel like you failed at that one job. Like God gave you one job, and you couldn't even complete the one job. And for me, it was like I failed in this in this area not realizing that there were other women who have experienced a miscarriage not not knowing that there was other people that had gone through uh, what I had been through and so tonight let's 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 take the veil off let's let's remove the um, stigma and the shame that is associated with a miscarriage with stillbirth with SIDS with the loss of a child prematurely you know it's it's amazing how miscarriages are actually common. Uh, they're found in around t- I was looking I was doing some research and it says it's about 10% of all pregnancies ended in miscarriage. and as common as it is, it's the one topic that's so that's so not talked about. We don't talk about this topic and so much so that we don't talk about it that doctors even tell us when you are when you find out you're pregnant to kind of keep it quiet. Uh, for the first three months just so that you can get over that hump and so you're you have it's like having a joy and an excitement that you just can't tell people and yeah we all tell you know a couple people because we just can't hold it but it's going through that first phase not knowing what's going to happen and what's going to take place and you know everybody's journey is different my journey is going to be was different from jennifer's um, pastor jennifer's uh, journey and your journey and is, is going to be different from mine, but what we do share is that we do share our loss, and we share in the fact that we can overcome. And that's what tonight is. Tonight is more so, more so about the overcoming from loss. We will talk about you know what it felt like. We'll talk about the grief. We'll talk about facing you know the situation and the issue. But I also want to talk about oh, recovering from loss. You know, a lot of times we just want to talk about the issue and we want to stay where we are. We want to stay the way we came. But tonight I want you to know that you're going to come in and you will not leave the same. That is the goal tonight because I believe that God wants to begin to heal his daughters. He wants to set his daughters free. He wants to do a new thing in in the lives of his daughters who have been walking around, holding shame, holding grief and walking even in loneliness. There's a lot of women who have been walking in loneliness, um with this with with this baggage of a child and you know it's amazing that you have a lot of women who they've had a miscarriage but they've had children subsequently but it's the it's the stain of the first one that still haunts that still brings tears it's the dates i remember when god freed me to speak about this the first time and this was several years ago I remember p- put making a post on um facebook and that was back in the day when they had note, the note section and i remember doing a whole note on august 6 which was going to be my due date and it was at that moment when i released that into into you know facebook land that people started responding i've had miscarriages i've had three miscarriages and then they started releasing dates and i realized there are so many of us who are suffering in silence, and it's time today, tonight to open up our mouths, to use our voices, to be able to say, you know what, I've been there, but my circumstance does, def- does not define who I am. I am not defined by my miscarriage. I am not my miscarriage. It's what's taken place. It's what's made me who I am, but I can overcome and I can-, I can become better from this. So. Tonight, we have, I have the honor and the privilege of being joined by Pastor Jennifer Lewin, and I'm so honored and so ecstatic to have her join us. Um, I'm just going to see if I can find my notes about her. Uh, in August, um, so God gives, so she's going to share a lot more about this, but I just want to, you know, give a couple notes before she comes on. Um, so in she releases a song um, in May of 2019, she's gonna correct me if I'm wrong, um, uh, called Recovering All. Uh, and it had and it, I dealt a lot with um, her miscarriage, and she speaks about that on her Instagram page. Um, and, oh, what else do I have here? Um, she, she makes a statement that says, she makes it through the shame and the pain of a loss of pregnancy. Um, and it was making it through. And, you know, we've all seen Pastor Jennifer Lewin just doing amazing things across the world from here to Africa. She's been amazing. And I really when I when I when I saw her story and when I saw what God began to do in her life, I knew that we didn't have to stay the way we are. I knew that we didn't have to stay in a place of. You know, uh, I've lost and I can't overcome and I can't I can't do, um, you know, the things that God's calling me to do. And so I'm honored and I'm blessed to have her join us tonight. And so I'm going to bring her on the stage. Let's see if we can get her on here. Hello. Hello. Hello, Pastor Jennifer, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I am so well. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Oh, well, wow. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real honor to be here. For real. Awesome. Like, past, like, Jennifer, I, I knew when God said it was time to talk about this topic, I knew I had to have you and your willingness to just be able to speak about, you know, where you've been and where you are now. Um, has inspired so many and i know there's you know many people who think oh she's just overnight you know jennifer jennifer's just been singing all this time and you know some people don't even know the story about where you've been and what you've been up to and what's been going on in your life um but tonight i want you to share with us just your journey we're going to go back and forth and for those who are watching whether you're on facebook or on youtube send your comments send your questions we're going to answer questions tonight Uh, we're going to talk about struggles All that stuff, we're gonna do it all tonight. We're gonna expose the lie of the enemy that we need to walk in shame, that we need to hide um, something like this. Uh, So welcome, Pastor Jennifer. Thank you so much. I'm really
1: honored to be here. And to all who are on tonight, I greet you and I celebrate you. I'm so grateful for your life. I'm grateful that you're here. And if you have experienced loss, I'm sure that some you're going to get something tonight that is going to transform you, something yeah. that is going to accelerate your healing process, because, you know, it's it's not God's desire, really, that we just wallow in self-pity. And the thing is, it's, it's easy to. It's so easy okay. to get stuck in that place. You know what I mean? But that's not his will for us. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your future
0: amen thank you and i love the the fact that you just said you know he it's not his it's not his plans that we wallow yeah. um and and you know what i find is that a lot of women in the church they do that very quietly they still take the mic they still take the stage yeah and yet they go home and they have that silent thing that they don't want to tell people have has been happening in their lives um i you know in my journey there's been even people i've heard who didn't even tell their husband because it was it was so it was so sudden oh wow. and i'm thinking you like this is death yeah you know the death of something so close to you i know um just to share a little bit about my story so when i found out i was pregnant it was uh december of 2017 nope i lied 2008 i'm way ahead of myself so 2008 is this christmas and of course you automatically hear in your mind don't tell nobody because of whatever but i'm like this is such an awesome christmas gift I'm going to start telling people, but I don't even know how far I am. And um, I remember begging my my doctors, like, hey, I don't know, like, exactly how far I am. Can I do an ultrasound? And at first she was really reluctant of allowing me to do that. And uh, finally she said, yeah, no problem. And, you know, like, a lot of women, we have this um, Hollywood thought of how pregnancy is going to go. It's all a uh, lie. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. Like, I understood why at some point, like, during my, the beginning of my marriage, I used to watch, remember Baby Story? Yeah. I used to watch that religiously, like, all the time. And I remember God was, like, turned off. Wow. And I was, like, why? It's just a baby story. And um, I realized as I went through my process that the reason was because he was, like, I need you not to rely on that. Yeah. Because your process is going to be different. different. And it was like I remember going into the ultrasound and I didn't know anything about the whole fact that the nurses can't say nothing to you, that the only doctors can. Mm-hmm. So she came in. She does the ultrasound. She looks at me. and She was like, uh, yeah, your doctor will call you. And she walks out the room and I was just like, oh, that's not how this goes. What happened to all the like, oh, it has a heartbeat. Like what happened to all of that?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And nothing. And I remember going in January to get the results and my doctor looked at me and just was like she's like i'm sorry your baby has anencephaly are you gonna be okay and i was like you "You, like i don't even know what you're talking about what what is that anencephaly is um it is when a baby is um growing without the the full form of a skull so the, the skull is exposed Oh, and so there, it's so like there's a brain or there's like in some of the pictures that I ended up looking at, you'll see like face, but there's an exposure to the brain. Yeah. So I was like, you know, and when you get news like that, you really don't know what to do with that or how to process that, how to process that. And so I remember going and my husband at the time I, I went to him and it was it just like the research started because now you're just trying to figure out what's going on. And she, I remember she she um, submitted me to a specialist. No problem. We go to the specialist, and the specialist was very much like, "Oh, it's nothing. You know, you just just have an abortion, call it a day. You don't want to be sick. You don't want to go through anything. No facts. No understanding of where I was. Incentive. And then on top, it, it was so insensitive. Mm-hmm. And then you have no one to go to, right? Because like you think everyone's why? Because of course you're newly married. And I don't know, this probably happened to you too. You get married and everyone's like, so when's the baby coming? When's the baby coming? When's the baby
1: coming? And I'm like... Well, to be honest, mine was a little bit different because my miscarriage was with my third pregnancy. That's right. So I had two kids already. So the, it wasn't so much of that. But yeah, nonetheless.
0: Nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And so I had the pressure of, you know, when is your miss or when is your baby coming? And now I can't even speak. I can't even give proper information about like, what's going on and so you know long story short what was supposed to be an abortion because uh it took me two months to process so i don't know if you know uh, anyone who's ever faced a miscarriage um within three months if you do not have an abortion within three months of your pregnancy you ap- apparently have to officially name the baby mm-hmm. and give it um you know you have to you have to do death certificates and all that stuff and I had, I had first thought I wanted to go full term. So that was the plan. I was just going to go full term. And um, when I had made the decision, the, the doctor said, sorry, no, your baby's not anencephaly; It's exencephaly. So it has no head. It has two arms, two legs, a full body, no head. And I was like, but it has a heartbeat. And that was my pain point. Wow. Because I'm looking at an ultrasound and I'm hearing a heartbeat. Oh, wow and i would say how can i abort something i said what if god can put a head on it what if god could do something different you know because like you you know like we serve hard and we you know we 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 serve god hard and so yeah. you you're expecting that god will do a miracle and um it came down to you know i i don't think this is going to work like i just everything i i tried to pull together Um, just wasn't working. So I decided like, you know, okay, I'm going to have a miscarriage or abortion. And the week before my, my, my um, scheduled abortion, I remember I was in a class and I wasn't feeling well at all. And like, again, I don't have anyone to tell me what a miscarriage is. So, and my doctors are not telling me and I was in the worst pain ever. I remember going and so the day before my exam. So I had an exam on the Friday. My uh, scheduled abortion was supposed to be on the Monday. My doctor says, Come in um, the day before, come in on the Friday. Let's do a quick ultrasound and then, you know, let's just make sure everything is where it is. And I remember going, Okay, no problem. I showed up to the ultrasound that morning, got there. the, The doctor's doing the ultrasound, walks in and says, The baby's dead and walks out just like that. Just like that. It was so crazy. Like, I remember her like nothing, nothing like, oh, by the way, like I, because I remember walking out saying, bye, everybody. I'm going to my exam now. Nobody says nothing to me. Oh, my goodness. I know nothing. So I remember getting on the highway, driving to York University. And as I'm driving, I'm hearing the words and I start to realize what's happening. And I remember calling uh, my back then mother-in-law, she's like, you can't go to your exam, you're in the middle of a miscarriage. And I'm like, what does that even mean? She's like, I can't tell you over the phone, you need to come home. Whoa. And I get to the house and so the, throughout the weekend, I I don't, the, the baby doesn't pass throughout the weekend, so I still end up in the hospital on the Monday and um, end up having it there. And I remember just like the whole, like from January to March, it was just so much processing, so much like questioning and not finding answers and just going through so much in my mind. And I realized like for me, just just going through that by myself, because like my mother's never had a miscarriage. Um, yeah. I never had friends who had miscarriages. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know what to say. As much as I spoke to my pastor, like there were still like a lot of um, answers that I had to find in Melissa yeah and so that is why like i find that this is such an important topic to talk about because i feel like we need to start addressing the silence Mm -hmm. that a lot of women are going through and so i turn it over to you for you like tell us what your because you mentioned that it was um after your second child and so what was your story so honestly my story
1: was a little it was just so unique this this third pregnancy was so unique you know for the first two I I did. I waited the three months before I told anybody because, you know, you're just so like paranoid. and yeah. afraid. But the third one, I wasn't quite as afraid. But still, uh, that whole year, I wasn't feeling well. So it was just like, to be honest, and at the time, my second son was only about five months old. Okay, when I found that I was pregnant, I was actually upset. <laughs> I was I'm gonna say really, I was upset. I was like, can i live can i can i I was like (laughs) you know i was actually upset and to be honest i'll backtrack but because um because of my initial um feelings of anger and just being annoyed i had so much guilt wow in my miscarriage but i'll get there um so yeah i was uh my son was five months at the time i was like seven weeks and i was at a service and there was a guest speaker, a, a prophet, a guest speaker, and he called me out for something. And then he was like, uh, "Like, basically, are you a child?" And I was like, oh. <laughs> "I was that's so mad." Elbow, yeah, I was so mad. Like, that's the kind of thing you whisper in my ear, bro. Right. <laughs> you know, I was so mad because I felt like he took away my privacy at that point because with my previous pregnancies no one would know until I announced it right so here we have it I'm about seven weeks this man blurts out in front of the whole (laughs) church that I'm pregnant and I'm just like sir sir." (laughs) I was I was so mad trust me um so fine he already blurted it out people are like oh congratulations you know, fine. And then it comes on to, I'm approaching my 12th week now. And I typically go for my first ultrasound at 11 or 12 weeks. Okay. That's just what I did previously. Right. And I'm feeling okay. But I noticed the nausea is like on 10. It's just, Mm. so I go for the ultrasound. And just like you said, the tech did not want to tell me what was going on, but I noticed I could see the concern on her face. Yes. And I immediately bust out crying. Oh you know, no! Because I knew in that moment something's wrong. I knew in that moment. So my husband was waiting outside, and he's like, "Oh, let's go to another, another, uh, you know, ultrasound place." I was like, "Babe, no, something. Yeah. Like, I just know it. I, can, I can just feel it." And I'm, and like this morning came over me. It was almost unexplainable. Oh my goodness! And the next day, I wasn't feeling well at all. So I got rushed to the ER. And then when I got to the ER, then they confirmed, yeah, that, um, I had miscarried. But it was just so strange. Like everything just felt like a blur. Like wow. I didn't really have time to, pro- to process. I didn't really, ha- I forgot the condition I had, you know, like I put so many things out of my mind. But, <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. But basically what had happened is it seems like two sperm had fertilized one egg. Oh, okay. And the egg didn't split. Ah. It, it was like, it just, yeah, it wasn't viable. It wasn't viable. Right. I think Because it was the two sperms. I think that's why I was so sick, to be honest. Okay. Because my HCG levels were just through the roof. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, so they scheduled me for the DNC, I think the two, the following Tuesday. But I remember that entire weekend, I was so broken. Mm. I was like, God, God, did this happen because I was upset? Did yeah. I prophesy this? Did I prophesy this with my behavior? Did I prophesy this with my you know, my negativity, I was so, the guilt was a lot. So it, wow. it wasn't just the loss at that point. It was all the things that were surrounding it. It was blaming myself. It was feeling like, girl, you did this to yourself. Yeah. So I, I went through a lot in terms of emotions at, at that point because I couldn't differentiate between what is real, my own personal guilt, and then on top of it, the embarrassment, because remember I told you, th- yeah. this time, I didn't have control of who knew what and when,
2: I'm unalive. <laughs> hey, Hump. <home. laughs> Are you kidding me? Sorry. I love
1: that. <laughs> oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> at this point. At this he was, point like, he was like, I'm gonna kiss you anyway. Like, I haven't seen you all day. This is what it is. Hi, honey. Um, but so i was super embarrassed now because not only am i experiencing this loss but now my whole church knows about it mm. and weeks after the fact people are like, oh, come get me here. like i honestly wanted to get a sign that said i lost it so that i, I could stop explaining myself over and over oh my yeah. goodness well, much as a fact oh how come you're not showing i just want to hold up the sign i lost it literally like just get a t-shirt just, Just so you don't have to say it over and over again. Teacher. I don't want to keep rehashing this. I don't want to keep talking about it. And to be honest, I after that happened, it was a really low point. It was a really low point for me because I felt like here I am, week after week, pouring myself out, yeah, before God and his people. And you have turned your back on me. I'm and and to be honest, I said to my husband, I'm done. Mm. I'm done yeah. You know, I cannot keep doing this. I cannot keep pouring and hey, I'm wounded. I'm broken. I'm hurting. And uh, it's funny because we we told our, our pastors, uh, like pretty much the day it happened or the day after. And they were like, oh, we're going to come pray with you. We're like, oh, no, we're good. We're good. they were like, send the address. Or, or we're outside. I was like, so they came and they really ministered to us. And it was a powerful time because in that moment, I felt like, Okay. I'm not the only person that this has happened to. I'm here yeah. from different people. People are messaging me. Oh, you know, me too, me too, me too. I just never said anything. Me too. Yeah. You know, I just lost one like two weeks ago. So I'm like, wow, like I'm really not alone, but I felt alone. So there yeah. was a moment time that I felt alone. And uh, I said to them, you know, I'm pretty much done with this. And they were like, no, we refuse to let you quit kind of thing. So I was wow. like, so I guess I'm stuck. Right. Um, And then, you know, not too many weeks after I was back in my post, I was back in my post. And as I was on stage, I can remember that Sunday, um, there was prophetic prayers going on. And, and usually when we're praying, there's music playing and stuff like that. And literally as I was praying in that moment, I still wasn't healed yet. Mm. I was still hurt. But in that moment, that's when the song, Recover, came to me. And that song, it's it's like the Spirit of God himself sang it over me. And as we were praying, it just rolled out, I recover it all, everything God promised me. Like it rolled out like like water, literally. Yeah. And so when I got the song, I was like, okay, this is amazing and it's ministering to me, but as a song, like industry-wise, this is incomplete right? Musically, I felt like it was incomplete. I felt like right. it was just way too simple. I'm not really going to do anything with this. And he was like, nope, this is it. This is it. And I kind of wrestled with him a little bit. I tried to get creative. I tried to add to it. And he was like, no, nope, nope. This is it. Yeah. So, you know, my husband and I were like, okay, we got to do this. So we, we were getting it together and getting all the music together and stuff like that. And then as I was praying about the release, you know, uh, the Lord said to me, May 22nd, as the release day. And when I looked in my calendar, I was like, God, who releases a song on a Wednesday? Like, that's so random. Typically it's Fridays. <laughs> and and then when I realized, like, wait a minute, that seems oddly familiar. So then when I looked into it, May 22nd was supposed to be my due date. Wow. He said to me that even though I'm not giving birth to a physical baby, I'm giving birth to something in the realms of the spirit. Mm. And when the song is heard, the grace to recover is going to be released. And at that moment, that sounds like ooh mystical. But I'm a living witness, and yeah. there's one that can testify that that thing up to two, up to today, up to today, still yeah. ministering to people, and I mean all across the world. Yep. The song that I felt was incomplete. Yeah, mm-hmm. this yeah, yeah. Needed more. It has transcended borders and and spaces, and yes. it's gone way further than I could have ever brought it myself. It's gone way further than even a management team or a label could have brought it, because I don't even understand some of the reach. I got about four messages just last week alone from Nigeria of people telling me I saw your song on the news. I saw your your song wow. on the news station. They're playing it because of all that's going on at this present time. Who could do that but God? Yeah. Who could do that with God but one of the things that you know and this is not the case for everybody but I can tell you the truth for me that loss humbled me mm. it humbled me and it gave me a new compassion for mm. his people it gave me new compassion it's like you know I would minister to ladies before who had experienced a loss and I'm like oh yeah I know how you know you don't yeah you don't know how I feel you yep. know that every single time I passed that intersection where I had the ultrasound, a tear rose up out of my eye. Still till today. Yeah. Still yep. till today. Wow. You do know what it, that feels like. You don't know that emptiness. Like, I can't even explain what it feels like to miss somebody that you haven't even met. But you have. Isn't that the thing? You, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's so deep. crazy. It's so deep. And it, it, it cannot even really be explained to miss somebody that you haven't even met. And even now. I think of this child, and it's what like, how long has it been? Like almost two years. Two years. Years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I wouldn't say that I'm over it, but I've recovered. Yes. So the sum of it is no more, and some every now and then I still do miss this baby. Even though I was like, Lord, when I found out I was pregnant, trust me, I was not a happy camper. I was not. I was like to my husband, you you see, you You see, you stay away from me, (laughs) sir. (laughs) I was so mad because. Like I was ill, you know, and then Mike was only like five months. I was, that was putting more on plenty. Yeah. But I'm telling you the truth. And since that time, God has positioned me to minister to so many other women who've experienced loss. And, and it's important for us to have these conversations because literally it's so much more common than we really think. It is. And, and, and and it's so strange, the amount of shame that's attached
0: you know what I mean? It's, the unbelievable, it's unbelievable, unbelievable the amount of shame that is attached. And you know what? It's, you know, you, 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 we hang around a lot of women. We have a lot of women in our ministries, mm-hmm. our pastors, our, our, you know, our pastors wise, we have so many women. And yet we go through this and we don't even find safety. No. Cause, Cause just like, no, I can't say it because they'll think, they'll think, like especially if you're Caribbean, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Like, like you're broken and you literally feel like, you are like a defective person like you're just like you're a mischief mm-hmm. you don't, mm-hmm. and you don't even have words for it and so you have the mothers mothers of the church who they mean well they really do but they just have no tact and how they and how they come across yeah so they'll say stuff to you and you're just like but you don't know exactly. like i know i know now when i see like married women i don't say nothing i'm not asking no, and even if I see a belly, I ain't say nothing. Because I don't know what you Right,
1: I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Until you say something to me. Because you never know what people yeah. are dealing with. You never know. Yeah. You never know. And so many people are suffering in silence. But I find that one of the things that liberated me quickly was talking about it. The scripture is yeah. that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word. word. Yes. Yeah. So some of the times, you know, we actually make our healing process take longer because we're, we're so closed in. Oh, I can't talk about it. I can't. But actually talking about it yes. and just saying, you know, God brought me from here. I'm not all the way where I want to be, but He, brought, I'm not where I was. Even yeah. that testimony, faith comes by hearing. And even right. if you hear yourself testify of how far God has brought you, it even propels you further into healing. You know what I'm saying? So, one of the things for sure that is going to help a lot of women, even going forward, because we're not the first, we won't be the last, right. is to really talk about it. Talk about how you feel. Say yeah. that you're angry. Say that you feel guilty. Admit that you feel embarrassed. Admit that you feel ashamed. Like, yep. for me, like this one was, I feel like if the whole church didn't know about it, it probably would have been a little bit easier. But I'm telling you, every week I had somebody asking me about it. Like, it was just, Ridiculous!
0: Oh, I can imagine. Oh, I can imagine.
1: It was ridiculous. Even months after the fact, I'm like, so I honestly at the time I even sent a note to the MD. I'm like, look, just announce it to the whole choir, okay? (laughs) No, seriously. I was like, announce it to the whole choir because I am not talking about this 50 different times. Right. So he even did that for me. They announced it to the entire music department. I was like, boom! Thank you. One shot. One shot. shot. Yeah, I'm done talking about this every week. Don't be coming up to me, asking no dumb questions every week, right? Yeah, Yeah.
0: So yeah, no, that's that's crazy. And, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, just that whole that whole process of feeling alone. And, yeah. you know, you have a husband, you have two kids. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Because um, I know for myself, I only had I had my husband, but there. Were, I think we we grieved differently. So our grieving caused us to go into two separate corners. Wow. Just yeah. to come closer. Um, we didn't we didn't know how to talk about it. We didn't know where to go about it. So we ended up just not talking to each other because mm-hmm. we agreed separately. Um, which, you know, I think it was an unraveling. Um, I, I always say that death can either bring people together or they can tear them apart. And, yeah. And and it's unfortunate, but my 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 miscarriage led to my eventual divorce. Um, and I really feel like it was it was just the it was the straw that broke the camel's back. And so I know the, the feeling of loneliness was, it was deep, you know, even like, I remember my mother trying to console me and it was just like, I had no words to explain, you know, the hurt. Like you said, like this, I have not met you, but I miss you so much. Yeah. You know? Um, you it's because, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And then like the longer you go, like you have these cute little names and you rub your belly and I, I um, you, you said you were 12 weeks, correct? Yeah. So I was, I think I'd gone. So I found it in December, January, February. So I'm almost three months. And that was another God thing was because I was literally a week shy of my three month mark. Wow. And if God had not intervened, I would have had to now name this baby. Wow. And so I had to thank God for that, that I didn't have to go through that whole process. Um, But it was just like, what am I doing? Like what's mm-hmm. wrong with me? And, and not being able to like, express or do anything what was that like for you for me
1: honestly i my grieving process was a little bit different um in that i i it, like went in waves yeah there were days where i felt absolutely alone even in a room full of people and then there were days where it was like um my husband and i would just really talk and he would just let me talk because i just i just needed to keep talking about how i felt and um For him, he felt, obviously he was grieving, but it was different, obviously different than mine. But one of the things with him is that he didn't, he didn't allow me to, I guess on the days that he saw me going low, he didn't let me stay there. And that was really helpful, you know, just kind of, you know, come on, babe, like, you know, come on go take a shower or something, you know, <laughs> you know, make a joke, you stink or something like, you know, just yeah. <laughs> something to just connect me back to the world. But I'm going to tell you the truth. One of the major things that snatched me out of that place is my responsive, was my responsibility to my two children mm. because I could not allow myself to fall down into a pit. My kids still needed me You understand? And mm-hmm. the thing is, I know that's not everybody's story, but for me, yeah. they were a major factor in pulling me back up because at the end of the day, remember now, Mike is only like six months at this time, six, yeah. seven months. He's still a baby. He still needs his mama. Yep. And even though I've just experienced a loss, that's my baby right there. Yeah. Gotta give him all because he's he's not even one, you know what I'm saying? So even the timing, so I was upset that I was pregnant so quickly after Michael's birth but i think it actually worked out better because i still had a baby that needed me and that needing me helped snatch me out of that dark place i tell you the truth it, it was definitely a, a huge factor in that but like the support of my family was it was it was definitely there i'm not going to say that they weren't there for me but yeah. i still felt like cuz you guys don't act you guys don't really know right this is like cuz honestly i don't even in my whole family like cousins and beyond i don't think i've ever even heard
0: of a miscarriage and 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 that's the thing like um i don't know i i would say it's a cultural thing but we don't talk about this stuff yeah i've never right? heard of it like and that's why when it happened to me i was like what is that like what do you mean yeah, like, exactly like, what's going on why do you think we are so scared to talk about it i have no clue <laughs> I really don't to the point where i forgot to this
1: part so when i had the DNC. My husband's wheeling me out in the wheelchair and I saw my auntie and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then my auntie was like, I'm not trying to do that. So then they're, they're like, what happened? What happened? Are you know, are serious? Like, what happened? like, great. <laughs> more of it, more. I'm like, I was pregnant, but I lost the baby auntie. Oh my God. <laughs> You're like, you know what I mean? Like, so there was just a lot of embarrassment for me, but I just had to just suck it up. And just ask God for grace, ask God for grace, pray about it every day. God, and telling God how you feel too is very important. You know, yes, he's sovereign and all that, but he's concerned. He's concerned with you. Yes. I would tell him, God, I I miss this baby. I'm so like, I'm heartbroken. I, I would just pour it out before him. Like I'm talking to you. Yeah. And honestly, in those moments when I would just lay before him, I just, I just felt surrounded by his love and by his peace. And then that's when I really tapped into the revelation of, of as of God the Father as Abba, and the sovereignty of God, knowing that He does all things well, even when we don't understand it. Yeah, even when we don't understand
0: it. Wow. Would you Would you say for yourself? Because like I've known you for a long time, and you've been ministering for a long time oh. uh, in, the, in the GTA. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you do you do you think that this song and just this process of everything is really what was the the the, the thing that got you to where you are now? Absolutely, because it brought me into
1: a season of refining, mm. and where I was so dependent on God even just for to make it through the day. You understand? Yeah. If I didn't tap into His presence, I, like I probably wouldn't have made it through days. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? So this refining, it was refining for me. It was fire. It was refining. Yeah. It was uh, humility. Like I said, my compassion for people on a whole is on a whole different level. And I remember the Spirit of God revealed to me, like after the fact, you know, that a lot of times that I, I was ministering in error because I was saying, oh God, I love you. God, I love you. But at the same time, I didn't have that love for His people. Oh. So it's not until He broke me. Yes, I, I was literally touched with people. like I went like when it just happened, if someone came to me and they're like, oh, I'm not feeling well. I just break out crying. Oh, so like, you know, I was so compassionate. I'm still compassionate now when I see few yeah. things. But that experience brought that out of me, that compassion and that honest and genuine love for his people. And that's why even even the, the passion for souls has come out of that, too. Yeah, everything is built up on that compassion and love for his people
0: you know it's, we cannot say that we love god and we don't love his people and that's it and it's amazing like what god pulls out of loss yeah you know it's amazing what god will pull out of us what we think we're losing we're actually gaining if we tap into who he is yeah. you know um it when i had after my miscarriage it was and it's and it's it's amazing how we um allow anniversary stuff and i don't know um i know you were meant, you were talking about just the, the thoughts but I had allowed myself for about three years after my miscarriage, March 9th, every year I was physically sick. Whoa. I was physically like I took two, three days off work because I like my body would relive the experience. It would relive each moment every year on March 9th. Whoa. And I remember, you know, sometimes I think as Christians, we, we pray a lot, but we also just kind of like I think sometimes we like our demons. Um to feel sorry for us it's comfortable. it's comfortable and i remember saying to a friend of mine um and it's so much so that i think i got to like year three or four and i said oh it was like march first or second i said oh i'm gonna be off next week and he's like why i said oh i always get sick on march 9th and he was like what what kind of foolishness is that I said, I'm not <laughs> I, it's just been happening so like and i was just like so i'm just getting ready for it wow. and he's like, are you serious? I go, yeah, it's just something that happens now. And he goes, well, what's tonight And When I explained it to him, he was like, this is the last year. Amen. He was like, this is the last year that you <laughs> will be sick on this day. And I was like, a part of me was like, what do you mean no more sick days? What do you mean? What do you mean, mean I can't wallow in, in my, in yeah, my, no. in my, no. shit? and he was like, no. And, and, and you know what I love when you said that my, uh, that Matt would say, you know, get up, go do something. The mm-hmm. That we need to like it's it's having the people around us that will help us get out of the pit that we will allow ourselves into if we're not careful.
1: Exactly, because to be honest, when all that stuff went down, so none of what you see in terms of Jennifer Lewin Ministries <clears throat> would have happened if the people around me let me quit. Yep. If my husband let me quit, nothing. Yep. No recovery. That's true. Nothing. Would, if my pastors let me quit, there'd have been nothing. Understand? Yep but they would not let me quit yeah. I mean, it was annoying sometimes but i realized it was necessary because reality is it the, it's so much bigger than us you understand we're not here yeah. just for our own purpose we're here serving each other as well Yep. You know? so much bigger than just how i feel and the reality is you're gonna feel pain you're gonna feel the hurt like i said i still miss that baby yep i sometimes i wonder if it was a boy or a girl like you know mm. it's just
0: thoughts, you know.
1: You know, just and thoughts.
0: it's and it's allowing yourself to. And I think what's important is, is a lot of times as a church we rush people to grief. Yeah. We're like, come on, come on, come on, suck it up. Like, just come, 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 and and we and we don't allow people to go through the process of grieving, of letting go, of coming to terms with what's taken place. Yeah. There is no deadline for grief. There isn't. There's no deadline but what there is is you allowing yourself to allow the holy spirit to come and do the work that is necessary exactly and so and that requires
1: us to let go yes you said sometimes we like to wear it like a banner yep 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 you know what i'm saying and that's that's not his desire for us either
0: at all and 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 so when i so when my friend said to me this is your last year that was the year that td jakes came out with the book letting go Mm -hmm. and i remember i was watching a sermon and God says, go get the box. And so remember how I said I had registered for all this stuff? So I had a box of stuff that, you know, was supposed to be this baby stuff. And he's like, go get it. And I had the I had my um, pregnancy test in there. I had all the results from the doctors. I had everything in this box. And he's like, I want you to go through every last piece. And I want you to tell me how you feel. And I remember just sitting on the floor in my apartment talking to God about and just pouring out my heart about how mad i was and what did i don't do what could i have done and you know Mm -hmm. where did i go wrong and just throwing out all these questions in my heart and i and as i did that i felt like god was just like healing each moment and healing each question and was it was literally like the beginning of recovery Mm -hmm. because i allowed myself to feel it because for the longest time i just wouldn't feel the pain yeah i wouldn't feel the loss i would i would say you know Oh, it's March. Oh, it's August. You know, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't allow myself to go through it. And I think, you know, as the body, it's allowing ourselves, especially as women. Yeah. To feel, to feel. you know, to, to go through experience, you know, everything doesn't have to go back to normal again, right away. No. And it won't, it won't It's actually impossible. It is. And so, you know, you might get frustrated with yourself, you know, you might feel like you're, uh, you know, but it's allowing yourself, like surgery takes time. If we do that naturally, we go, when we do, uh, you know, a a surgery in the hospital, the doctor says you got six to eight weeks, you've got you've got to take time to, you know, but we, as Christians are just like, no, 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 I can just move on. No, just put a bandaid on it and I'm good. And then next thing you know, you know, you have, you, again, marriage is falling apart because you have unaddressed issues.
1: Yeah it's intense it's really intense but in all things we have to allow the spirit of god to really minister to us because we cannot we actually cannot do it on our own no it's impossible
0: um one of the last questions are are one of the things i want to look at just physically um cuz you had mentioned that you were also sick um mm-hmm. just prior to um what did that what did that physically do to you and how was your recovery in just your physical well being so what was happening is that I had like a basically my
1: gallbladder was rotten. Oh. And uh good. so I, I ended up getting surgery last year. Last year okay. to have it removed. And that's how that's why I lost all that weight because I couldn't keep anything down. Mm. I couldn't I mean nothing, even crackers. And so people were like, Oh, you look great. And I'm like, You have no idea what I'm
2: going. No about. idea.
1: You have no idea. Like, this is not for aesthetics. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I
0: think it was because it came around the same time that you were going to the gym a lot. No, I didn't. You were going to the gym? I wasn't going to no gym at that time. <laughs> no, I was
1: not. I the last time I was going to the gym was before I got married, honey.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wasn't nobody messing with the gym after that.
0: <laughs> I because I remember seeing, I was like, wow, she's just been going No, out
1: no. That was before. Oh, no. Oh, this was not the gym child. <laughs> but I was so ill. Like, I mean, throwing up daily. Wow. Anything down. And so people saw this slim body and they're like, Oh my gosh. And I'm like, you guys have no idea. If someone goes like this to me, I'll fall. Wow. I, I was even losing muscle. Like I was losing, I was, I was depleted. You know oh. what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. So I had to get my gallbladder removed. So remember, so now I'm really ill with my stomach. I can't yeah. keep anything down. I'm weak and I'm pregnant again. What? You know, so it was a lot. It was a lot on me physically. But thanks be to God, after the surgery that I had last year, I started recovering. Look, I got a little bit of cheeks now. Thank God. I got a little bit of strength back. You know, when I sit down, it doesn't hurt because I'm not sitting directly on my tailbone. Yep. That's madness. I like a little fluff. <laughs> I was too cold when I was skinny. Right? All the time. Just shaking. <laughs> no disrespect to the skinny ladies. No disrespect. <laughs> a different type of skinny you know or was a type of skinny. Yeah, it was it wasn't a healthy thing it wasn't a healthy yeah. thing so you know and even through it all God is so good because I actually didn't miss a beat as it related to ministry you know he was still opening international doors my husband and I we still went I would have to walk with the painkillers but we still trusted God and we just kept going we just kept going and now literally looking back at that time I'm like God thank you for grace you know because I couldn't have come through it and come out on the other side without you you know what I mean? So the the miscarriage, yeah. the illness, the surgery, all of that, the year long of blood work, all of it. God, wow. you're breaking through, and and, I, and it even furthers my resolve that I know the God of my songs. This is not just a song for me. When I get before Him and I and I can't contain it, I know what He brought me from. He literally lifted my soul up from the grave. This ain't a joke. Mm-hmm. It's not just lyrics.
0: It's, it's yeah, life. yeah, and that's and that's different when your song becomes you when your song becomes your life. Yeah. It's not just, you know, a lot of people just want to sing the fancy worship song. No, I'm not But when it. they start to live it, it's yeah. a different type of worship. And th- and this truth. It's spirit yeah. and truth. Yeah.
1: Because you, you identify specifically with what you're singing, with what you're ministering. So I can tell you for sure, like, there was, even when I went in for surgery last year, I said to my husband, okay, if this happens and I'm laying it all out for him, because the reality is I wasn't for sure going to know for sure that I was going to make it out. Mm. and even after the surgery the surgeon was like ma'am I don't even know how you were functioning with that thing inside of you it was poisoning me from the inside wow it was poisoning me so I mean God has brought me from from a really terrible
0: place and that's why you know I'll, I'll forever give him all. wow what would you say to someone tonight like who is who's struggling and they don't know what to say and they don't um they've lost their voice in this time mm-hmm. you know um, I know, you know, seeking professional help is always something that should be considered if, especially if um, what you're feeling is beyond you.
1: Yeah. To be honest, I know professional help is great, and but I still think it's more powerful. I mean, we're living in the age of social media. I'm yep. sure if you look, you can find some support. Yes. And I think it's actually more powerful to not just speak to a professional, but speak to people who have been through yes you've been through and then you, you you're you not gonna get that whole medical mumble jumble. you're gonna yeah. get real okay this is how i felt and i was mad because i was still bleeding after the fact right yep and it was confusing because i still felt like i was pregnant even though i wasn't Yes. I had nausea seven or eight months after yes yes how do i still have morning sickness yeah yeah so i think it's important to to just connect with people who have been through the same thing? Just a community of women. I yes. don't have to overcomplicate. You know what I mean? Find Agreed. a community of women and just
0: talk. Just yeah. Talk. And 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 I think it, You know, we were saying this earlier. It removes the shame. Yeah. It really needs to not be shame about this topic, and we need to be more open and willing to discuss it, and being willing to be free to be like, "This is my struggle. This yeah. is where I've been. This is what I've been. I, I've been through. This is how I processed it." I think we would overcome a whole lot more if we would just be upfront with where we've been. Well, exactly. As women in the that's church.
1: Important. Yeah. And then you kind of you take the like you know celebrities when a scandal drops, what do they do? They get in front of it, right? Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. What yeah. Happens? I think we need to
0: do the same thing. Just get in front of it. This get is in what... front of it. And the thing is you take the power from it. You take the power from the exactly. enemy you're in bondage. And I think exactly. that's what, you know, when you look at it, I you know, I was um teaching on, on Hannah, even just yesterday. And I realized like, even back in certain cultures, that stigma of not having a child and mm-hmm. ha- wanting and desiring a child so much that you would go and let your husband sleep with somebody else. Um, just so that you can have, so he can have that lineage, yeah. but the stigma of not having a child that people like Hannah and Sarah and Rebecca went through. And it's because they're looking at it going, all I want to be able to do is give my child because back then it's not like they had jobs. It's not like they had any other way to to satisfy their one job, literally. It was their one, the one job. Yeah. I do feel like they that even in that. And so you look at Hannah going, God, if you just give me the one. But God's what I find is that God's timing is perfect. And even though mine happened 10 years ago, yours happened two years ago, there's someone who is having one right now right? or yeah. who had one last week or will have one yeah. in the week to come. Yeah. And just to know, I think what's so important about this conversation is so that people know that they're not alone. Yeah. um, That there are others that have experienced it, but that have overcome it. And like you said, you know, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And one of the biggest things I always feel is that if if the enemy can silence us, he can take our victory. Yeah. He can keep us bound because then we're not testifying. We're not talking about it. That's right. And so I think that there's so much victory coming from, um, just this conversation right here for the people listening now and that will listen in the future that will free them to say you know what i can open up my mouth and i remember uh even when i reposted it this uh this year august um because god's like put it back out there and i had two women who messaged me and said can i call you and i said yeah yeah sure no problem and when they called they said god said to me i needed to tell somebody and i'm going to tell you here's my story Wow! And the freedom that they received from being able to just speak yeah. They, yeah just where they've been what they're going through and i and there's so much freedom in this so jennifer i thank you so much because i think that people are being freed Amen. to know that you know look at the platform that you sit on and you know um by the way congratulations on you know your recent um award of being a, a published author yes, yes. you <laughs> know like when you look at it and you look at what god has done because yes. you had, I like it i i, I it, as an unfortunate as the loss was what God birthed in you has yeah. freed so many. Yeah. It gives room for where for what you have released in the atmosphere, in our city, in our nations. Um, and so it's it's not thanking God for the loss, but thanking God that you you still remained a vessel. Amen. Yeah. Um, so you know, we thank you. Um, I know we're asking if there's any comments um uh, and questions out there for those who are listening because we're gonna bring this to a close. Um, but, and we're going to see if there's any questions. Um, can okay, we have one here? What advice would you give to women who still feel inadequate after this type of loss? Uh, and then feeling like they are not capable of doing what our body was designed to do.
1: Honestly, my, my first piece of advice would be to anyone is to make sure that, you know, get healthy. So like, Yeah, figure out like, is there something that my body is lacking uh, in terms of vitamins and nutrients or whatever? Because I I feel like we operate at our best when we feel our best. Yes. You know what I mean? So if we're so just focused on, oh, I got to have this baby or I got to have a baby. No, you kind of got to make sure that you're good. Yes. You're not healthy. Like you you won't be able to withstand a pregnancy. And to be honest, I feel like even with my loss, I don't think I would have probably even survived childbirth. Mm. how ill I was so I mean God does all things well so I feel like one of the things you got to do is just make sure that you're healthy make sure that you're feeling good so that when the time does come you have a you know a sanctuary for this baby to grow healthy and the both of you can be healthy
0: yeah I totally agree with that and you know this it's amazing how the statistics actually are majority of people who do have miscarriage in their first one especially if it's early on because um it looks like it's a, a chromosome issue um, more than not, they are able to have a child on the second, Absolutely. um, you know, so it's not that it's impossible. Uh, yeah. you do have, you're very rare. And I think it's like 1% that, you know, have multiple miscarriages and, you know, they definitely have to start looking at, you know, their body and what's going on with that. But like a well-balanced diet, like we've like, uh, two miscarriages means you're not healthy. I don't think so either. It could just be The eggs, not viable. Right. You know, and 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 I think, you know, it's preparing the temple, making sure that, that te- your temple is ready to conceive, you know, especially for those who are newly married um, and making sure that you're doing what you need to do even before. Like, I, I don't even think sometimes we get our, our, our new wives prepared physically, physically for what's about to take place. We're like, you're going to get married. Yay. You're going to have sex. That's fantastic. But is your body ready? Is and your mind ready? Yeah, because it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's so you. right it is so um it definitely so taking care of yourself making sure that you know your body's right doing and even um going to just doing your your women doctor appointments yeah we avoid like the plague Mm -hmm. and just you know making sure that we're doing those visits making sure our body is well doing the blood tests and those things that you need to do to uh make sure that we're good So. Um, yeah, definitely just that whole taking care of our body. Um, I don't know if there's any other questions, just scrolling through here. We got one more. Um, How can someone who is pregnant or who have miscarried and want to get pregnant again, keep having negative thoughts becoming doubtful? That's a good question.
1: I actually don't think that you can. I I don't think that the, I don't think that the negative thoughts don't come, but you have to combat it with the word of God. That's, yeah. We're, we're not going to be able to just completely not have any negative thoughts, but we have to combat it with the word. Otherwise, word yeah. would be
0: like, uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's exactly what that is. Um, awesome. Thank you so much. So pastor Jennifer, what I'm going to have you do is, can you pray for those who are listening, those who will listen in the future? Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'm grateful that you were able to get back up. There's a lot of women who can't, Mm -hmm. who are suffering so much that they, that they didn't just lose a child, but they lost hope. They Mm -hmm. lost destiny. They lost purpose. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're struggling in, in that rut of who am I now? Uh, My miscarriage allowed me to go on a 10 year journey of discovering who I was. um, And understanding, you know, exactly how strong I was. And, it was a process that i never knew i had to go through but it was a process that god knew i had to go through yeah and his timing is so perfect and that's why when i saw this i knew it was something that we needed to talk about because i just believe god's timing is so um impeccable that i couldn't have planned this if i had tried
2: mm-hmm.
0: um so i w- if you could just pray for you know those women who are suffering um to conceive who have lost um but also who just also lost hope and that they would be able to get back up again yes amen i will for sure heavenly father god we thank you so much for your
1: grace for your faithfulness god for your goodness god truly your your mercy god it endures forever and god unto all generations even on tonight god we just want to thank you god for each of your daughters that may be tuning in on tonight or on the replay father god god even now i lift up the daughters before you god who've experienced a miscarriage and infant loss father god oh God only by the power of your spirit are we made whole from such a loss even now God in the name of Jesus I ask oh God that you would wrap your arms around your daughters father I pray even now mighty God that you would cause us oh God to be reaffirmed once again in the fact that you are sovereign God Father God in the name of Jesus you give peace God that passes all our understanding so Father God now in the name of Jesus I'm asking oh God for supernatural peace God supernatural Peace, God, that would serve yeah. our hearts and minds, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, to every person out there who is listening, every person under the sound of my voice, oh God, who is listening even now, Father God, I pray, God, that you would wrap your arms around them, Father God, and yes. cause them, God, to experience a peace and a love, God, and a hope, oh God, that cannot even be explained, mighty God. Even now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would send the right ones, God, into their midst, Father God. One Ones that will minister, God, even on your behalf, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, your word declares that you will wipe every tear from our eyes, Father. Mm-hmm. So even now, God, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you by the power of your spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes, God. By the power of your spirit, God, cause your Holy Spirit to bring comfort and peace, oh God, to the hearts of your daughters. And Father God, even those who are waiting for the fruit of the womb, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you would download supernatural faith, God. I pray, God, that you would cause them to be built up in their faith, God. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, help them to never lose hope, God. Help sure. them to never lose their trust in you, Father God. Yes. Because the word declares that those who trust in you, God, shall never be put to shame. So God, even now in the name of Jesus, over your daughters, I declare no shame shall be their portion. Yes, sure. Your daughters who have lost, oh God, pregnancies, I declare that no shame is their portion. And God, that even as they continue to trust in you, Father God, that they will continue to see your hand on their lives God Yes, I pray God that the revelation of your sovereignty would hit their spirit man and God that they would understand that in all things even when we don't understand it you do all things well yes sir Father God even on tonight I'm asking you for supernatural peace God supernatural peace god let yes you- yes let your healing power flow god lord mm. the reality is we never forget these children oh god that we have lost but by your grace god we are able to yet stand yes lord yes god mm. we are able to yet stand yes sir. so father god having done all cause your people to stand yes lord stand knowing full well that you are alpha Stand for mm-hmm. full well that you are Omega. Stand knowing full well that you are everything in between. Mm, yes, Our futures are settled in you, God. Yes, and God, even now we give you the glory because even the children that we have lost, mm. God, we rejoice knowing that you have welcomed these babies into your bosom. We rejoice knowing, God, that you have welcomed these children back from whence they came, God. Yes, sir. God, we thank you for the blessed hope that one day we will see them again. And that when we see them, God, we will recognize them. Yes. It, and we will even know who they are. God, I thank you for your healing power, God. Yes, you. you you give beauty for ashes. Yeah. God, yes, Lord of joy for our morning. Yes, God. Yes, Lord of joy for morning, God. We thank you. Yeah. Oh God, we give you glory. Mm. We give you all the honor, God. You are the author and the finisher of our faith, God. Yes, you are, God. We are settled and secure in you. God. God, we thank you for wrapping us in your love tonight. We thank you for wrapping us in your peace tonight. God, we thank you for new hope. We thank you for new joy. Yes, Lord. We thank you for new, new focus, God. Yes, Lord. And I pray, God, even for we who have lost, God, that you would Lead us in the path that would cause us to minister to another. For your name's sake, God. God, that through it all, you would get the glory and that you would get the honor. Yes, Lord. And God, even despite everything that we have lost, everything that your daughters may have lost, God, we still say blessed be the name of the Lord.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. For your
1: name, oh God, is a strong tower. Yes, Lord. Mm, yes, with God. They run in, God, and there they are safe. God, I thank you. Yes, yes We're Lord. Safe with you. We're safe with you. Yes, Lord. Yes, We're Lord. Safe We're safe with you. Mm. We are safe with you. We are safe with you. Oh, La mm. And even now, in the name of Jesus, I come against every spirit of suicide. Oh. Yes, God. Oh, La Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I come against every spirit of self harm now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. You are not defined by your loss. Yes. You are not defined by what you do not have. Mm. I come against every spirit of heaviness that tries to overtake your daughters even now in yes, the name Lord. of Jesus. I come against every thought that would even have your daughters to think that, that when they go to bed at night that they wish they don't wake up. I bind the devil in the name, in of, the name of Jesus. Jesus.
0: Yes,
1: yes, And even for those who have lost who are fearful to try again, try again in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. For God God. has not given you a spirit of fear, uh uh-huh, but of power and a sound mind. I declare over you, you are fruitful. Hey,
0: yes,
1: you are fruitful. Yeah. Blessed are the fruits of your womb.
2: Yes, Lord.
1: Holy and righteous is the God who keeps them. Holy and righteous is the God who keeps the fruit of your womb. And even if you lost a child, that child is still kept by God. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah.
2: Still kept, mm.
1: still kept by God. Yes, Lord. Oh, la base, Yes, There's yes. Peace in every home, even now. I pray that the strain of the loss will not pick at the marriages in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. God, I pray that you would help your people to mourn God. Mm. Help them even in their season of mourning. God, don't cause it to to ruin their relationships, but God help them by your spirit to come closer together. God. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Bind them together with cords of love that cannot be broken. I hear the spirit of God say, it is not your fault. Stop. Stop that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is not your fault. It is not your fault. Do you have the power to give life? Do you have the power to take it away? It is not your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Release that thing even now in the name of Jesus. Release it now. You don't have the power. It is he who gives life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is he who sustains life. You don't have the power. Release it now. It is not your fault. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I come against every spirit of pride that would cause you to be closed up and reserved, Mm. and cause you to not share how you really feel. That pride will only break you down. Yeah. Release it now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. release it now in the name of Jesus and even that one who keep, continues to get nightmares over the lost child I speak over you now and I say even tonight sleep, sleep and sleep yeah, in yeah. Jesus Christ's name I come against every night terror in the name of Jesus every whispering demon that tries to torment you in the night hour I come against it now with the blood of Jesus yes Lord rest is your portion sleep sweet tonight in Jesus Christ's name yes Lord and even that one who has been bleeding for months even that one who has been bleeding for months I speak to your womb now and I say line up with the word of God
2: Mm. the word of
1: God declares that by his stripes we were made whole even now, in the name of Jesus, God rectify all that is out of whack in this in these female organs. God, now, in the name of Jesus, that blood that is continuously flowing, dry up, yeah, 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 in yeah, the name of Jesus, dry up, mm. yes, Lord. The doctors have no explanation for you, but now, in the name of Jesus, dry up. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. God, thank you, We thank you, Spirit of God, we thank you. Thank you. We thank you, God, and we declare, and we decree now that we are fruitful. Yes, God. We are fruitful. And whether it be babies in the natural, Mm-hmm. in the spirit God we declare that we are fruitful yeah, and that we declare God that we will have nations we will give birth to nations whether it be in the natural or the spirit we declare it now that we are fruitful and that by the power of your spirit by your grace God we will multiply thank you for every daughter who may be on the line tonight God and thank you for those who will catch the replay God by the power of your spirit your soul, all by the power of your spirit. We thank you for healing tonight, God. We thank you for breakthrough tonight, God. We thank you because we have entered a new level, God, of healing, even we ourselves, God. We thank you. Thank you for bringing us for, to a moment just like this one. I thank you, God, because healing is our breath. I thank you because healing is our portion tonight, God. Yes, Lord. And because of your grace, because of your mercy, we will never be the same. Yes, God.
2: You make all things new, God, thank you. Mm-hmm. You make all things new, God, thank
1: you. He's wrapping his arms around you. He makes all things new he makes all things new he makes it all new
2: yes Lord
1: it doesn't happen overnight but he makes all things new and his power is truly here to heal truly yeah, and deliver him. yeah he wants to heal you but you have to let him do yeah let it Yeah, let it
2: go yeah let it go let it go, let it go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let it go. Let it go. Thank you, Jesus. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Thank you, Lord. Let it go. Let's Thank a Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. in
0: Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Jennifer, Pastor Jennifer, thank you. You know, as you're as you were praying, it was like, and I think you just said it like be like trusting God's timing. Yeah. We may not always understand the when, the what, the why, but if we can trust the one who holds eternity. Yeah if we could trust the one who holds us in the palm of his hands, yes, it, yeah. that he will cause anything that the enemy meant to destroy us. He will turn it around for our good. He will turn it around for our victory. And, you know, we, we've come out on the other side where we can say, look, what the Lord has done. Yeah. And I thank you for being transparent about your experience. I thank you for sharing about where you've been and, and how that affected you and what that did for you. And, and for all of those who are watching now, and we're watching uh, in the live broadcast or watch in the future broadcast, um, just the spirit of heaviness is being lifted. Yeah. Amen. The spirit of heaviness, like the weight of this, of this issue is being lifted off of the women amen. of our children so that we can stop struggling and ministering from broken places.
2: Yeah. You
0: know, like, God desires to pour pour into the women of his church and to take us to a new level and Pastor Jennifer you have shown what that looks like you have been a forerunner in showing that in your transparency in where you've been and wh- what God is doing and i feel like as we as women begin to allow God to make us whole again to do the to do the work that needs to be done and to stop yeah. And to stop yeah. serving from broken places because as he pours in, it's just being leaked out. But God wants us to be whole vessels. Yeah. He wants us to be whole vessels so that we can go out into the streets, so that we can love our neighbor as ourselves. But there are so many women who right now do not even like themselves. Yeah. And the struggle with who I am. And you know, that's where the discovering me even came from. It was it was wanting a desire, it was desiring wholeness above anything else, I yeah. wanted wholeness. I wanted to live in a place of complete wholeness and not just to look good, but to yeah. be good. To be good. To be good. And it's time for us as women to not just look the part, not just to, you know, cause we have it all now. We've got the lashes, we've got the makeup, we've got, you know, the weave extensions. We can look good. We can look the part, but still broken. And God wants us to take that stuff off. And so thank you for helping us to take off, you know, the mask of this of this issue and say, let's be real. yeah, Let's be real about how we're feeling and let's overcome. Let's overcome. And so from the bottom of my heart, I say thank you for sharing. Um, I know people are being blessed by this. I know people are being, lives will be changed by this. And I thank you. And, you know, just in closing, um, for those who are listening and those who are watching, there are some things that, you know, I want to just wrap up and say, these are some of the things that you should stop doing or stop thinking after a loss of a child. One of those things is that, you know, when you've lost a child, you probably feel like you're the only person. But tonight we've, we've removed that stereotype. Yeah, you are not alone. So you don't have to feel like you're an island. You don't have to feel like you're isolated. But there are people that you can go to. There are support groups. Uh, Pastor Jennifer said it earlier. You know, there are places online. There's places in our church. There's, you know, even through the Through Single Me page, we're building a community of women who will be that support so that we need not feel alone. You know, the blaming of ourselves. It's It's hard not to feel you did something wrong. It's hard not to feel it. But know the truth. The truth you know will set you free. Pastor Jennifer just said it. You know, know, it's one thing to go to a psychologist, but it's another thing to know what the word of God says about you. Yeah, exactly. And so when we know what the word of God says, we can let go of guilt and we can let go of shame and we can move in freedom. We no longer have to wonder if we're normal. God says that we are divinely and uniquely made. So if he made us the way that we are, we can produce we can, and so it's trusting that God will do the work that needs to be done, and to trust His timing in our life. To not listen to negativity, to be careful what we're allowing in our ears. You know, Pastor Jennifer said it earlier on. You know, just like she was finished with what people had to say, and, and you know, sometimes people mean well. You know, they, they 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 come from a good place, but we've got to choose what we let in and out of our and out of our hearts. Only we can um, guard our hearts. Only we can do that. Um, we need to stop ignoring how we feel emotionally. We need, we, you know, we allow ourselves to feel numb and to just, you know, it, it, it's the first reaction. Sometimes we just don't know what to do, but we have to allow ourselves to really confront the issue that, you know, not to, to forget to, to not forget, sorry, that it's okay to feel. And then when we feel joy again, to be okay with that. Yeah. You know, it's not that you've forgotten what's taking place, but it's there is a time to move on. There is a time to laugh and there's a time to mourn. To stop worrying about what others are thinking. It, You know, some people will never experience what you've experienced. And then there will be a lot of people. But don't worry about what others think about the way you cope. For Pastor Jennifer, it was, you know, it was a shorter period of time than mine. But I also had, you know, we, we, had, different, we had different things that were happening at the same time. Doesn't mean that her grieving process was any um, was any less significant than mine. Mm. It doesn't mean that I was more broken. It was just the way that God had us deal. And so, take your time to do that. Don't rush yourself. There is no deadlines in grief. Don't get frustrated with yourself. Just keep moving ahead. Keep moving forward. Keep trusting that better days are to come. Um, and lastly, you know, let's not keep it a secret let's start talking about it let's start talking about how what's happening in our bodies as women let's have the conversation let's take away the uh power that the enemy has had over uh, our maternal issues for way too long and let's remove that power from him and let's give it back to god because we can we will overcome for truly greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So. Tonight, again, Pastor uh, Lewin, I thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you. And for those who are listening, thank you for watching. Thank you for being with us. Um, This will be posted on YouTube. And so feel free to share it, like it, you know, um, do different things. It will also be on the podcast later on in the week. And this will be used as a tool to heal so many Mm -hmm. um, as we we continue to pursue God, pursue the purpose that he has for our life and walk in a greater freedom so true.
1: There's just one thing that I keep seeing like in my spirit and I don't know if the person has had a miscarriage or if they have not yet ever been pregnant. But I keep seeing like stacks and stacks and stacks of boxes of pregnancy tests. Mm. And I just want to say to you, stop that. Mm. Because what God is going to do in your life is going to be so glorious. don't, Don't do things. Don't try to conceive from the place of anxiety. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the stacks of boxes of, of tests. It just, it looked, it was like a mess. It was like a mess. Just boxes everywhere. Like somebody's like grabbing a pregnancy test like all the time. Stop. Find your rest in God. Find your rest in him because he's going to do it. Yeah. it's going to be glorious. And you don't need to do it from this place of anxiety. Rest in him. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Calm down. Stop that. Watch, stand still and literally watch and see the Lord work on your behalf. There's nothing you can do anyway, but just stand still and see the salvation of God on, on, on this one. You don't need to be buying tests all the time, taking tests every minute. Stop. Settle down.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Amen. 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 Well, everyone, that wraps up this podcast Thank you for watching. Thank you for your comments. Uh, Pastor Lewin. you know, people are just blown away um, with the comments. Um, I wish I could read them right now. But, you know, there's thank yous for just the share.
2: Um,
0: You know, thank you for sharing heart. There's that, you know, just the power that's coming. And I don't know about anybody else, but I feel the presence of God right here in the room I'm sitting in. I feel his presence. It is so real. And so thank you for ushering that um, his presence in and I'll uh, just bringing us to a new level of healing and breakthrough. Great so job. tonight, everyone have a great night and, uh, be blessed and join us in our future podcast on the discover me podcast. And, uh, we bless you all have an amazing night. God bless you. Bless you. Well, beautiful. That's a wrap for today. If this podcast left an impression on your heart, could you do me a favor? rate this podcast leave a review and follow so you don't miss out on any podcast and of course tell a friend and if you haven't already follow us on instagram at through single eyes you may also want to visit our blog page ThroughSingleEyes.com, and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any events or amazing things that we have in store for you so until we meet again be you authentically
2: and be you fully